Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is Advent? When does the season begin? And how is it celebrated? We'll answer all of these questions and more on this edition of Getting Schooled. I'm Abby Warnasek. When you think of Advent, you may picture a wooden calendar with 24 doors filled with chocolate. Or maybe you imagine a time of prayer, reflection, and churches decorated with candles and wreaths. Regardless of what comes to mind, Advent season holds a lot of different feelings and ideas for a lot of different people. So what does Advent mean? What's the significance of the Advent wreath? And what is the reason behind the season? Here to help me explore the themes of the holiday is theologian and Fox News contributor, Jonathan Morris. And Jonathan joins me now. Hi, Jonathan. It's good to see you again. Hey, Abby. Nice. Last time we met, I think, was at the bar at a Fox News <laughs> Christmas party. Yes, a beer in one hand and talking about Christmas on the other. It was a perfect union. <laughs> no, it was so great to meet you there. And I'm like, this is why I love our office Christmas parties, because you work with people. We don't ever get to talk in person. And there are so many people that work with us. And you just, you see them like you and I right now, but we're not together. So it's, it's great. And speaking of togetherness, I'm thinking about Advent. And as we okay. prepare for this Christmas season, I, um, I wanted to ask you, you're the perfect person to talk to, um, just about what exactly is the Advent season for someone who maybe grew up celebrating Advent, not really knowing why they celebrate it. And maybe someone who's listening who has never heard of Advent. Yes. Gosh. First of all, I'm just so happy to be asked to talk about Advent. I'm often asked to talk about Christmas or Easter or, but Advent is a season of preparation that is so often just passed by as a preface to the important thing. Um, and to a certain extent, it is a preface. Uh, the word Advent comes from, Ita excuse me, from Italian, from Latin. I lived in Italy for a long time. So the Italians think that it's you know, that um, Italian preceded Latin. Not true. Um, but the Latin word adveniat um, means come, right? Come. And advenire, which would be the infinitive form, would be to come. It's the coming of. It's, a, it's a, an expectation that something is going to come. And of course, we know what is going to come. It is going to be uh, the, the birth of Jesus, the celebration of the birth of Jesus. If you go back to the gospel, Abby, think about Mary and Joseph. Um, I think anybody who has, has children knows what this is like also in, in the first person. But think about Mary and Joseph as they traveled um, to, uh, to do the census, which they were required to do as Mary was nine months pregnant. Uh, this preface of what was to come was very important, super important, a big monumental change in their life. Um, and as we are preparing for Christmas as Christians, we're taking these four weeks to say, let me get 
my heart ready to really be able to welcome Jesus, as Mary and Joseph did, into my heart, mm-hmm. into my family, into my own personal life. So I was, I just went to church on Sunday with a friend and the homily he was talking about, obviously Advent and preparation, things like that. And, uh, you know, the, the reading ended with watch and he basically Mm. was saying that don't, don't get caught in this season. If sleeping, you know, be, be aware of what is going on, what's about to happen. Don't, you know, enter it in a, with a sober mindset, not necessarily talking about drinking sober, but sober where you're alert. So what, what should people be looking for and how should they be preparing during this season? Well, um, well, you, I think you gave us one of the keys. You said you, last week you went to church. <laughs> and that's a great way. It's been way. a while. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Listen, um, I, you know, I look at, you know, I was a, a, a Catholic priest for many years. Um, I would always tell people, you know, go to church, go to church. It's good for you. Now, uh, as a married man with two little kids, including a three-month-old and a two-year-old, oh! It's hard to, (laughs) thank you, but it's hard to go to church with these two guys, especially the two-year-old. So I don't take it lightly to say, um, I take it very personally to say, "Uh, it's not so easy. But, you know, when we do do, when we do something, whether it's going to church or something else, we get into that. It's a little bit like going to the gym. Uh, You could say, well, I don't really need structure to stay in shape, right? But if we don't have structure, if we don't say, I'm going to go three times a week, or I'm going to go four times a week, or two times a week, it's easy to just get lazy, Mm. right? And so even from uh, from a spiritual perspective, we often hear, I think, from a lot of people, you know, like, listen, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. That's that's wonderful, right? Uh, Religiosity doesn't get us to heaven, right? It's, it's a relationship with, with personal relationship with God as, as Christianity teaches. But if we don't have some sort of structure, and that's what religion is, it's, the, it's human beings putting structure into a spiritual belief, yeah. then it's very easy to say, whoops, there went Advent, <laughs> right? Or even, whoops, there went Guilty. Christmas, <laughs> right? <laughs> there went Advent. So, whether it's going to church, as you mentioned, or having an Advent calendar, uh, which um, we're doing with our two-year-old now, or having putting something in place um, that reminds us that we're getting ready for something. Uh, there's a great um, Christian tradition of fasting. Um, and this is not just in the Catholic Church, but in the Orthodox, in um, some Protestant churches. Uh, they And really, it comes from teachings of Jesus, right? Fast and pray, fast and pray, Jesus said to his disciples. Um, that fasting is just saying, I'm, I'm going to avoid whatever it is, whether it's eating a certain meal or a type of food, or I'm going to fast from social media in order to remind myself to prepare the heart and the mind, right, to receive Jesus. All right, we've got to step aside for a quick recess, but we'll be back right after this. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Who does celebrate Advent? Is it all denominations of Christianity? And what, 
Are there other religions that celebrate something similar? It's Orthodox Christians definitely celebrate it. And then I would say the higher, um, higher liturgical Protestant churches as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Anglicans, the Anglican Church, the Church of England, um, some Presbyterians, some Congregationalists, some Lutherans, etc. So some of, I would say the evangelical church would be the least structured liturgically, kind of the Bible churches, and would be less likely, although no, I'm sure some do, less likely to have that type of liturgical season, including the Advent season. Mm. But millions, hundreds of millions of, of, of Christians around the world are celebrating it, or celebrating or marking, even better, marking the Advent season. Got it. And so you, you had mentioned that Advent, you can, a way to prepare is to fast, to get your heart ready for this moment. How does Advent differ from Lent as we, as Christians prepare for yeah. Easter? Easter. Um, another great question, Abby. It's a little bit like um, Lent light. <laughs> okay. Lent <laughs> Dine light. <at> Lent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's a little bit less, I would say it's a little bit less structured traditionally in terms of the fasting, the abstinence, the almsgiving, all of, all things that are recommended during Lent, but also can be excellent ways to prepare for Christmas. Um, you think of the Advent wreath, right? That there's four candles. Do you remember? This could be one way to, to think about your preparation. Um, the Advent wreath, there's usually in most traditions, there's three purple candles and one pink candle. Um, the pink candle is a break in the preparation to remind us of the fact that we have hope and we have great joy even now in this preparatory season because we know the truth of what's to come. Mm. So in some in some churches like the Catholic Church, like the Anglican Church, the the minister or the priest will actually wear a pink or rose-colored garment or vestment on the third week of Advent, which is similar to the the pink or rose color candle. Also just a reminder, hey, yes, we're in serious preparation time, but we know the answer to to what's to come. We know that baby Jesus um, was born um, and wants to be born in our hearts as well. So it's the third week. Is Advent from December 1st to December 31st? What is the time frame? So it's the, it's the four, it's, there's four Sundays. So depending on how the calendar works, but it's four Sundays leading up to December 25th. Okay. So it ends once Jesus comes, which makes sense because you're preparing for him to come. Yes. Um, so that pink candle, how, why is it the third week? So it, it's just a break. Look at it as just like a break. We're, we're, we're preparing, we're fasting, or we're, we're praying in an extra, taking extra time for prayer, meditation, or we're maybe reading the gospel passages of, of the preparation for the, the announcement of the incarnation of Christ and then Mary's pregnancy and the journey um, towards Bethlehem uh, where Jesus was born. Um, but then we just pause 
it doesn't have to, it didn't have to be the third week. It could have been the second week. There's no great significance. Um, you could read into it in different ways. The Holy Trinity is the third. Um, three has always been together with seven, um, very important numbers uh, from a spiritual perspective. But it's just a pause. It's a break to say, don't forget, we know what's coming. What is significant about three and seven? Seven is a um, number that is has always been um, related to eternity. Mm, also okay. great in Vegas. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like 22, um, but seven, seven works. Um, and so these are, these go back to really Jewish traditions, right? Of, um, and you look through, through, throughout the Bible, you have seven, seven days in a week, right? On the seventh day, Jesus, um, God rested after create, uh, after creation. Um, and there's lots of different, um, uh, numbers that are just it's it's not so much a um superstitious thing um as it as it is a um a a teaching um a teaching tool right especially people who um as they're passing on stories from one generation to the next um uh, to, to people who perhaps aren't aren't even literate right could not read a the story or the people who are telling the story wouldn't uh, were not literate so they would pass them on verbally and so you needed these type of um uh, numbers or um, analogies or other storytelling tools to get a um, an important a point like eternity for seven across all right we've got to step aside for a quick recess but we'll be back right after this you had brought up some of the symbols, the candles, the pink and the purple and the what the priest wears. What uh, you also brought up the advent calendar and and you brought up your I think your two year old, right? Two year old. And yeah. I would argue to say adults get just as excited when that little piece of chocolate comes out when you open when you open up each day. Where does that come from? What is that tradition? So first of all, I'm, I've done, you're reminding me that how what a bad job we've done over the last few days of actually doing that with our two year old. We have an advent cal- calendar, and we um, life gets life gets busy. So it's just yeah. one more one more way of being drawn into the mystery. Okay, drawn into the mystery, and we human beings um, need practical, tangible things to get us into the mysteries. Let me give you an example. Um, The sacraments, okay? Um, In many of the ancient churches, like the Orthodox uh, churches, like Catholicism, like um, even um, a a relatively new, relatively new Anglican church, um, the sacraments of baptism, uh, for example, is in, in, in the case of baptism, it was because of Jesus's teaching, right? Of pouring water. That's a that's a messy thing, right? Some traditions even emerge people all the way under water, right? But it's a messy thing, and it's it's because we human beings are not pure spiritual beings. We have bodies. We have uh, we have a need uh, to touch things and to feel things in order to experience God. Okay, we don't always need that. But even we go back to Judaism, the anointing that um, this is where the sacrament of the anointing uses oil, right? Or of confirmation uses oil. It's 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 God's way of getting messy with us is one way to explain it. Right. And messy with us allows us to experience him. 
to experience God. Um, we, yes, we could, Abby, you and I could just sit here, close our eyes, um, and try to experience God. And I believe God does do that with us through prayer. But throughout human history, we've seen God intervening and getting messy with his people so that we could actually um, experience um, God in a, a, a more human way. And of course, the ultimate um, intervention by God um, is in the person of Jesus. And he really got messy with us, right? From birth to death on the cross, mm -hmm. God making himself like us in all things but sin. That's very messy and that's pretty awesome. I never knew that. I have never heard that. And that's, you know, it's great talking to you because I, I grew up with this stuff. Maybe I just didn't pay attention <laughs> enough. Um, but I think you do a really good job of relating it and kind of, you know, the symbolism and certain things that we do, it's really easy, whatever, whatever faith you practice, I'm sure there are traditions that you just do and it becomes part of you, but you don't really know why you do it. Yeah. So I never thought of it as this messy thing and relating it in the way that Jesus related that to us. That's, that's a pretty cool thing to learn. Last question I have for you. This is a time, we keep saying it, of preparing people pray, they fast. What would be your message to people who are getting ready for Christmas? Yeah, I say this to myself um, as I'm saying it to others. <laughs> um, do something do something. It doesn't have to be anything big, but do something um, that helps you on Christmas morning say, I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready in a little bit better way. Imagine everything that Mary and Joseph did, right? We were just watching, what, what's that movie? Um, my wife loves it, but it's about the donkey um, who... It's Shrek. Shrek? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so. People are going to listen to this and it's like, ah, I can't believe they couldn't think of this movie. But anyway, it's like the talking animals and, and the donkey who helps car carry Jesus, uh, carry Mary to Bethlehem. And then there's the bad dogs. And anyway, this is... The, I don't know if I've is... seen that one. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to... I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you a text. You first said that I was like Passion of the Christ. And I don't know no, if there are donkeys no, in that Talking one. animals. This is a cartoon. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but... Um, we were watching it last night with my two-year-old. Um, and But all the things that went into preparing for the birth of Jesus, right? So that to the point in which they were ready, they were ready in their hearts um, to receive Jesus. Um, and I think if we do something, whether it's reading the scripture, doing an Advent calendar, as we mentioned, having an Advent wreath in your house and lighting the candle each Sunday um, and getting... Um, explaining it to your children or to your family or to your friends. Do anything. Um, and that's much better than doing nothing. Does me talking to you right now count for me? Yes. Uh, thank goodness. You don't have to do anything else. I'm set. I'm ready. <laughs> Jonathan, I really appreciate your time. Have right, a very Merry Christmas with your family. God bless you guys all. And congrats on that three-month-old. Three months. Thank you. Three months and two years. The three months is so easy. Go get some sleep. <laughs> Two-year-old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abby. All right. If you miss anything from class, these are my office hours. And here are some top takeaways about the Advent season. Number one. 
Advent comes from the Latin word adveniat, which means to come. Advent season marks a time when Christians are preparing for the coming of Christ. Number two, there are different symbols of Advent you might be familiar with. The Advent calendar is a way to keep the mystery of the season as you wait each day to see what's behind that flap. And the Advent wreath is made up of four candles, three purple and one pink. That pink one prompting us of the hope and joy of what's to come. And number three, Jonathan reminds us that during the Advent season, believers should prepare themselves for the birth of Christ. He recommends going to church, fasting, and just doing something to prepare your heart for the reason of the season. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on Advent. For more podcasts, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this one on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. This has been Getting Schooled with Abby Hornacek on the Fox News Podcast Network. Class dismissed. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.